The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Howdy, welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is uh, either Monday or Tuesday, February 7th, 8th, whatever it is. We are here live on set in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. John Breach, Ryan Wilson, what's up, boys? Well, you know, it's Super Bowl because Brinson still doesn't know what day it is. So we're here. Brinson, one day. The the Super Bowl is on February 13th. You need to write that down somewhere because I don't want you to miss the game. That's entirely possible. I don't think I'll miss the game because I'll be home back in my palatial office cubicle. At, anyway, the, at the Brinson Estate. All right, this is a sort of a mini, it's not an emergency podcast, but we did because we were traveling out to LA. We did miss uh, the news of two coaches getting hired. We're going to break those down very quickly. If you guys are furious about the amount of coverage we're giving to Mike McDaniel or Lovey Smith, tweet us and let us know. Uh, and we will try and do a longer version of that, but we're sort of time constrained here because of scheduling. Let's dive into the Mike McDaniel Wilson hired by the Miami Dolphins away from the San Francisco 49ers as offensive coordinator sort of became a darling of the media uh, during late in the season and during the 49ers playoff run because of his uh, funny nature during his press conferences. And now the right hand man for Kyle Shanahan taking over in Miami, your thoughts. He's now the man in Miami. So we talked about it on the um, HQ pick six podcast HQ show. Uh, that's on every every day during the Super Bowl week. 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. That's right. And went to Yale, so he's clearly very smart. But more importantly, and Breach, you actually touched on, touched on this as well, he's been with Kyle Shanahan each step of the way. When Kyle Shanahan was an offense coordinator, now obviously in San Francisco, I think the most important thing he brings to Miami, and assuming all the players buy in, because that's always the question when you hire the, the latest hot name as an OC or a D.C., how are they going to relate when they have a different job in, in terms of being the guy, the head coach? But the most important thing he's bringing to Miami is the run game. He's the run game coordinator in San Francisco for Tua Tagovailoa, who has been up and down in his first two years. Thought he played better last year. Uh, we're finding out that c- there could be some extenuating circumstances based on uh, the lawsuit filed by by Brian Flores and the allegations therein. But I think in terms of the football team in Miami in a post-Brian Flores world, it's all about Mike McDaniel getting the running game going to take the pressure off Tua. Yeah, and speaking of pressure, you know who else is going to be facing some? McDaniel. Because This is an interesting job to be taking. Number one, you have the lawsuit hanging over the franchise's head where, you know, the owner, Stephen Ross, is being accused of basically fixing games, of pay, offering the coach money yeah. to, to, to lose games. And so that, and obviously, uh, you know, the NFL said most of that lawsuit was without merit. That's what the league says. But they're going to investigate the Ross thing. And so when you're the coach, you, you know that, 
if they find any validity that there's going to be punishment handed out. Maybe you lose draft picks. So that's an element of pressure. The other element of pressure for McDaniel is that you're replacing a guy who went nine and eight last season. You're not, you know, if you take Jacksonville's job and win four games next year, you might win coach of the year because no one expects that out of Jacksonville. But in with Miami, this team had a winning record last season. And if you're McDaniel and your team goes six and 11, then you're going to be on the hot seat. You can't go in there and you, you don't get that kind of safety net of having a bad season. And so uh, this is this is going to be interesting to see how he responds. But you know what? I think uh, it will be interesting to see because, look, he, he's, he was on that Washington coaching staff that we've been talking about all uh, know, poor, offseason. With, poor uh, Commodores fans. Or, what are they? The, the commanders. I call them the Commodores, too. They're like, not Vanderbilt. The, uh, the four yeah, tops. So we've been talking about Shanahan and Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay and the guys who are on that staff. And so if, if uh, McDaniel is just half as successful as, as them, this is a brilliant hire. Yeah, I mean, I think I, – look, I would say this, and I, I don't want to draw the ire of Dolphins fans, but I was kind of disappointed that Mike McDaniel took this particular job because I'm not exactly – I wouldn't say I'm super high on Tua in terms of, you know, just like relative to the other young, younger quarterbacks. Let guys. me ask you this, though. I was thinking of this during the, the show earlier. Uh, would you rather have Tua or Jimmy G? Uh, I mean, building franchise Tua. So that's that's just sort of so it could be worse. They, so they, they've invested in the forward. offensive line. They got some draft picks. They got players like Jalen Waddle. They've got some good defensive players. We don't know who he's going to bring in to help coordinate. He's, I think he's reportedly going to keep some of the staff in place there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted McDaniel to maybe land in a more stable spot, and I do think that lawsuit with Stephen Ross and the fact like what if he's forced to sell the team before like before next offseason? It's entirely possible. Who knows? I don't think he's selling right, but, but you could lose a you could lose a first round draft pick. You could lose draft picks in the future. I just don't think it's necessarily a stable spot. So I was a little disappointed in that but I think if you're a Dolphins fan you should be excited because Mike McDaniel looks like he could be a very good hire smart football mind I think he'll get that offense cooking very early next year with a with the with the way that he sets up that run game I'm even less optimistic however about Lovey Smith being reportedly hired I don't think it's official that may have happened during our show uh being hired by the Houston Texans Lovey's third NFL coaching job and uh he's last seen as a head coach with Illinois Wilson what do you think about Lovey Smith going to the Houston Texans what was wrong with David Cully? That that's my question. What the, the, the old Taylor Twelman thing? What are we doing? What are we doing here? Here's the thing, and I said this back in preseason, watching the Jaguars and those players who seemed uh, very uninterested in playing for Urban Meyer, and we saw how that played out. He was fired in December, and then talking about the Texans back in August, where that team had very little talent but was playing hard for David Cully, and that's how it played out throughout the year. Yeah, they got blown out in some games. They're not a good football team, but they got better down the stretch. Davis Mills started some football games. They won some football games late. Um, they won. Did they beat the, the Titans? Who they beat? They had a couple big wins that got your attention. They definitely beat the Titans because the Titans lost to the Jets and the Texans. Yes, twenty-two to fourteen in November. Right. So uh, I mean, there are wins there, and there's no way on on you know God's green earth that you would expect more out of David Culley than what he gave you based on the dysfunction of that organization. And again, Lovey Smith seemed to come out of nowhere, like his name was drawn out of a hat of of guys who worked in the league the last fifteen years, and he was the lucky or unlucky winner, however you want to see it. But here's the thing. If you tell me in 12 months from now, Lovey Smith got fired, uh, how shocked would you be on a scale of 1 to 100? Zero? <laughs> zero. Absolutely Well, zero. And, and the other thing with this job is it feels like the, the Texans just keep kicking the can forward so they can eventually hire Josh right. McCown. They're like, how can we do this? So 
you you literally set the whole thing up so that David Cauley fails in his first year. Uh, you, you give him a horrible roster. You know, obviously the Deshaun Watson situation. He pulled so, a major league on him, and he actually well, out. Right, and so <laughs> you're expecting to go one zero oh, and seventeen or one and sixteen. He goes out and wins four games and beats the number one seeded team in the AFC, and then you can him anyway. And then you're thinking, oh, maybe we can get Josh McCown in there now. And no, because now you have more qualified candidates. And and you know, there's uh, Brian Flores was the other one they were talking, but. Uh, uh, was the other finalist. And the problem with the Texans job is it's not a sexy job. I'm sure Brian Flores is probably relieved that he's not the Texans head coach because after going nine and eight Miami, you don't want to go to Houston and, and go four and 13 in your first year. And then it looks like you regressed. Even if you actually didn't, you were just the coach of a bad team. So this hire just, there's a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. And uh- they're dysfunctional. Ryan, you said it earlier that if the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't exist, then the Texans would win the award for most dysfunctional franchises. I mean, I legitimately think that some of the, the, the chatter and the optics out there about, you know, the idea of the, the Texans hiring Josh McCown, you know, a, a white head coach, zero NFL coaching experience, and beloved by every teammate or every person who's ever uh, worked with him, by all means, a, you know, a great guy and potentially a great head coach. But the, the optics of that and the way that it would be discussed when you are fired a, a black head coach, David Cully, and you, you passed uh, – uh, you pass over another black coach in Brian Flores for Josh McCown. I legitimately think that that may have driven the Texans back towards Lovey Smith. And I think that if you tied the te- give the Texans some truth serum and asked them if they'd rather just keep David Cully and not worry about having to hire Lovey Smith, they'd probably tell you yes. And that they'd go back and not have to deal with all this, but they screwed it up and they got down too far down this road. Let me ask you this before, you, before we, I know we're getting out of here. Would you have been more impressed with them had they said, all right, we messed up. We want David Cully back. Or we'll just roll the dice and love you, Smith, the fireman. Here. I think that they had that discussion, and there was like, we can't possibly do this. We would look so stupid and sound so Could stupid. Could you even imagine that? But then the smart person room would be like, well, we already look stupid. We can't, like, there's no going down from here. We've already reached rock bottom. Let's, just, let's call it. I would point out, too, a lovey Smith at, at Illinois. He complained that college offenses ran too much, too many spread concepts for his Tampa two defense, his cover two defense to work, and that it just wasn't. They weren't able to be in their base defense enough. Uh, you know who's going to take that quote and utilize it to annihilate his defenses? It's the freaking every thirty-one other NFL teams. I mean, this doesn't. This feels um, almost identical to me to John Fox going to the Chicago Bears where it's like this bereft, dysfunctional franchise that can't figure it out. It's like, I know what we need. A famous head coach who's already had two coaching jobs. And John Fox went to two Super Bowls. Lovey just won, not being had the Jameis Winston experience there uh, in Tampa Bay. At any rate, um, I, I don't I don't like the hire. I think it's basically just they, they went around their ass to get to their ankle and ended up in the same kind of oh, spot that go. they were in before. <laughs> I love that phrase. Circuitous route. First yeah. time I've ever heard that in yeah. my life. Well, it's a Southern phrase for you, John. Uh, anyway, that's it for the Mike McDaniel Lovey Smith hired podcast. We'll try to maybe potentially go uh, a little more in depth on them. I'm sure we'll talk about it more throughout the week. Make sure and hit that five star or hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Five star rating on Spotify. Thanks for watching. We'll be back with the storylines episode. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.